0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ouch That Hurts. I'm your host, Yolani. And in today's podcast episode, I will be talking more about college. So if you're someone who's entering college this year, this video is going to be for you. And if you're a sophomore, a junior, you can still watch. Even if you're senior, hopefully you learned something that you didn't know otherwise. So why am I having this podcast episode? Well, number one, I'm all about education and i understand many of us don't have someone that they can rely on because they're first generation they're probably the first one in their families to go to school and it can be very very hard so i have all things college related today and i'm super super excited because it's a very important topic and i was a first generation college student and i know the struggle Also, if you don't believe that I went to college, this is my proof. I went to the University of Houston and I graduated class of 2020, 2021. I was supposed to be graduating class of 2022, but I was able to graduate early. So without any more chit chatting, let's get started. So the very first thing that you need to know about college, and it's very different from high school, is that you need to learn how to take notes when you are in high school. You don't have to take many notes. And if you do take notes, the teacher gives you the notes, prints out the PowerPoints, makes it easy for you. In college is another story. Taking notes is a skill. And I recommend for you to start doing this when you're in high school. So let's say a teacher is giving out a lecture in high school. I recommend taking notes. And taking notes is not writing word by word what's on the PowerPoint. Taking notes it's actually Putting in on your own words, putting the information onto your own words, you can start drawing, you can start doing mind mapping, whatever you think will be essential for you or help you learn or study afterwards. That's how what you're going to do. So how to take notes is very different from subject to subject. Some, some classes you require PowerPoints. Other classes, you can just take notes by hand. Other classes, you can take notes by, um, through your computer. And it's just very different. So for science classes, I recommend for you to print out the PowerPoints before you go to the lecture. So that means that if you have a science class, you have to print your PowerPoints beforehand. And I'm not talking about print it, printing the PowerPoints that big size. I'm talking more about the tiny little squares and I think I should give you kind of like a tutorial. I think I'm I'm very loud on here. I think I it's very important for you to print out the circle powerpoints because they're tiny but you're you're able to see exactly what's on each powerpoint. So why science you need a powerpoint or you need a drawing beforehand? Well, Lectures are are very fast paced and you are not gonna have time to draw the cell and all of its components. It's gonna take a while. So it's very important for you to print that information and then you can just highlight it or go and write down each component as the lecture goes because it's gonna be much easier. A lecture is not the same as they were in High school, because teachers like to repeat a lot of things in high school in college it's very sweet and short, and you for the most part you do not have much um you don't have much of that so I recommend for you to do that very very important for history classes uh what I did i I just had a notebook. I had a professor back in freshman year that didn't let us use the computers because he believed that computers are or tablets or any type of technology. He believed that it's very distracting and people can't really focus on the material, so that was an idea of his and I think it was a best the best way for me to learn more about how to take notes on on hand. There's so many studies out there that shows that if you take your notes by hand, you're going to remember easier than just taking it from the computer. And there's so many studies out there and a paper copy never hurts, right? So that was one. What else? So for, I would say for reading classes, English classes, you don't have to take many notes. i i didn't i didn't use a notebook for that it's more primarily learning the techniques of how to read learning how to take notes in in reading english classes what else learning the different figurative language that the author uses so for his oh for math i highly highly recommend just took i would say only took like two classes or one class in math. No, I took a couple of statistics classes, but I think for for math classes, if let's say you're in algebra, I would recommend for you to print out all of the things, all of the powerpoints, and all the homework, and then the professor can just go with you over class. How he does it, you can just print out or not. Yeah, it saves you time from actually just. From just writing down, let's say in algebra, you have to write down the formula. Well, you don't have to write down any formula if you have the printed version. And it saves you a lot of time. And you just have to look over how the professor's doing it because you don't have to spend extra seconds on a formula. The more time you have for yourself, the better you'll be off. And I remember my first year, my first semester, I did a great job. In math in all of my classes, because I I decided that each subject had a different note taking st- uh, strategy. So that is that. And then for social studies, I mean, social studies it just depends on the professor. Also, also note taking depends on the professor. There's some professors that just give out a lecture and they just talk and talk and talk. And for me, the way that I did it is I'm I paid attention on my notes and the way that he was I was not looking at the professor I was just listening to the professor and I feel that that has helped me more than anything if I would have looked at the professor and tried to hear it and try to take notes it would be so much harder so for me what really helped out is to not look at the professor and to be on my be listening and just writing things down learning how to take notes is essential and when you're taking notes my recommendation for for you is let's say that in a lecture you talk all about let's say you talk about the united states history right you're not gonna write united states of america like you're not gonna write the whole thing because that takes a long time. So instead of writing United States of America, you can just write USA, and it's so much easier. And you will understand. Let's say let's talk about let's say that you're gonna talk about the Renaissance in art history. You're not gonna write the whole entire Renaissance. You can just write an R and a circle, and you'll get it. And I also what I did is add every time that I was uh, inventing a new acronym for for it a new neck um acronym acronym i don't know how to say it i would be on the top of the the page and i would just write it renaissance equals r circle and that's how you will remember because imagine you have a bunch of words and you don't know what those are all about. Having a word bank in your notes is so important. So taking notes is crucial, so learn how to take notes, all right? Another thing is office hours. What are office hours? So office hours are when the professor has time to have a one-on-one conversation or one-on-one tutoring. Many of these professors have their calendar or they have their time on the syllabus and I'm going to go over what a a syllabus is in a while. So, you have time to have a one-on-one conversation. This is where you talk about any questions that you had after the lecture or if you were very shy to ask the professor. This is such a great way for you to learn more about the subject. Also, you can build a better relationship with your professor. The professor can understand you more as a student and the more office hours you go, the professor knows you and is likely to give you an extension for an assignment. Let's say that you couldn't do the assignment. It was very hard, very difficult. You then talked about it and then you just... can ask the professor for an extension it doesn't hurt nobody that's a really great point too sometimes we have life and you feel like you need an extension because something happened to you a family member passed away or you were sick for the entire semester or you were not in your best or you had a mental health crisis all of those things are valid and it's very important for the professor to know exactly what you had to go through because your professor is not going to know your professor if you don't tell them what happened to you they won't know what's going on with you so you have to talk to your professor and say I haven't been in school for these reasons and hopefully they understand if not then my recommendation is for you to talk to your counselor and see what they can do for you and um, yeah so let's talk about fafsa fafsa so fafsa is money given to you or hold on fafsa is an application for people who are u.s citizens who are trying to get a college and they need scholarships they need grants and they they need loans and these opportunities are given and a given and they're given in many ways through merit and also through need, so many people don't have money to go to college because they're first gen or their parents don't have great jobs. And FAFSA gives them opportunities to go to a college, uh, for four year university. And my takeaway on FAFSA is, I understand it can be very very hard to fill out those things because they ask you so many things. They ask you how much you owe, how much you own. What kind of professions are your parents are in? Like, there's just so much information. They also ask you about tax returns and yada, yada, yada. And it can be very overwhelming. But if you fill out the first year, the second, if it's all of your four years are identical, then you won't have to fill again. I mean, you have to fill every single year. But if nothing changed for you, you can just click over and say that i haven't changed my income still stay the same yada 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 still fafsa so i remember when i fa- i was in college you had to fill out fafsa every october so you have to fill this out it's a first come first serve basis so my recommendation is for you to do that on the first week of october so you can get over with that and you have more money coming in so FAFSA gives out grants. Grants are things that you don't have to give back. It means that you needed this money because your parents don't make much money. Scholarships are given to based on which university you choose, and scholarships are because of your SAT, ACT scores, because you had a good rank, because you had a good GPA. This all is based on the university. So. All, all that is very important for you to know. So, fill out the FAFSA. If you're in the state of Texas, fill out the TAFSA. If you do not have citizenship. So, if you are a DACA recipient or you're an undocumented student, fill out TAFSA. But this is only for Texan people. So, Also, they give you money. So, don't get discouraged if you're not a U.S. citizen. You're also have the right to have a college degree, all right? Recreational events. So these events are given given to students in order for them to step away from academic life. So there's a recreational center in the University of Houston, and in there you can do rock climbing. There's a big pool. I didn't go there because I was afraid of getting drowned, they they have Sumba classes. They have tutoring. They have uh, what else? I don't I don't remember exactly what they have. They have dance classes. Um, they have other things that are something different from academic life. And yeah, so they also have room to talk to people. Let's say sometimes you feel bad about something. You want to talk to somebody. You should go to those places um so yeah so going back to what's a syllabus so syllabus is a document that your professor gives you and your professor gives you information in order to set the expectations right off the bat so many people have don't know what's going on and the the syllabus gives you an overview what the class will look for the rest of the semester so In there, you have any deadlines, you have any exams, any homework assignments that you need to do. It talks about the expectations of a class, office hours, what the class is about. And this is given in the first week of, of the semester. And you can go over it. And if you see that the professor is not someone that is willing to collaborate with you in case of an emergency or if you don't like the class or you don't like the workload you can always drop remembering remember that you have to drop this class before there's a deadline before the deadline that the university establishes and you can all go go over that in in university's website university's website and it tells you exactly what's how can you drop a class? And if you drop a class before the deadline, that means that you don't have to take a W. And what is a W? That's a withdraw. So in the state of Texas, you can only have six withdraws. meaning meaning, you can only have withdraws means after the deadline. So let's say that the deadline to drop class is, in the second week or the third week of school that means that if you try to drop a class after the third week or after the fourth week of school that means that you're going to get a w which means a withdrawal and in the state of texas you only get six throughout your entire four-year university college career or your entire university career then that means that You only have six, right? But if you are someone who dropped the class before the deadline, meaning you dropped the class in the first or second week of school, that means you're not going to have a W and that won't affect you the six times that you have the six times, right? So why is it so important? If you want to drop a class, you have to be very mindful. And how do you drop a class? Well, you drop the class through your university software, and you can learn all this information through your university. Also, ask any professors, anyone that's willing to help you out with this. So, all right, let's talk about midterms. What are midterms? Well, midterms are finals, but instead of them being at the end, they're in the middle of the semester. So, um, these are very important to study. A final, what's a final? That's the last exam of that class of each of each subject all right all right i think okay so i had this question because i i wrote this question because we don't even know uh if you're the first first person in your family to go to college you don't know what's going on so i remember when i was in school and at the university of houston there was this girl who always asked the professor if she could go to the restroom and it was kind of funny because i was like shouldn't she know well some people don't know and is do you have to ask permission to go to the restroom when you're in college the answer is no you can just leave the rest you can leave your classroom whenever you want you're not in in elementary you're not in high school anymore so don't even bother asking the professor if you can go to the restroom you're an adult already okay so i would say that that's it for today if i'm not mistaken I know that there's so much information out there. I think I'm going to make a part two, part three, part four, because there's essentially too much to go through in just one podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have an incredible day or week, and I'll see you in the next episode. Also, don't forget to follow me on Ouch That Hurts Podcast on TikTok, and I'll see you in the next week. Bye.